Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So it's been a few days now since the International Court of Justice, the highest court in the world, placed Israel on trial for genocide against the Palestinian people in Gaza. So we, I think, can accurately judge what Israel's response will be. So what's happened? Israel has stuck its finger up at the ruling, murderously so, and escalated its war crimes. Now, we're going to go through some of the examples of Israel's behaviour. There are obviously too many to mention. One of the legally binding provisional orders issued by the ICJ was that Israel must take immediate and effective measures to enable the provision of urgently needed basic services and humanitarian assistance to address the adverse conditions of life faced by Palestinians in the Gaza Strip. Now, I've already gone through repeatedly how this is now trashed by the financial strangling of Gaza's main humanitarian agency, that is the UN's Refugee Agency for Palestinians, that's UNRWA, Um, and that's because of 0.04% of its employees being accused by Israel of unspecified involvement on the 7th of October attacks. So the entire organisation has now been defunded by multiple states as Gaza teaches on the edge of famine while its healthcare system is trashed and its surviving citizens are deprived of the necessities of life like shelter and clean water. Murderous collective punishment based on no even pretense of due process which will kill Palestinians and make the ICJ ruling impossible to observe. It gets worse. Israeli protesters have blocked aid from getting through at the Karem Sharon border crossing. Let's hear this report. Karem Shalom crossing. The aid trucks are down here. The army is controlling the crossing. But the reason the trucks can't get through is this. A protest of people. They say they don't want the food to go into Gaza because it falls into the hands of Hamas. They say hold back the humanitarian aid so that the hostages can get released. There are perhaps a couple of hundred people here. Today, the border was closed. The last few days they've had protests, the border was closed as well. The number one interim ruling from the International Court of Justice for Israel to follow, keep the humanitarian aid flowing. Right now, it's getting blocked here by this protest. Israel just going to let them just block the aid, are they? It's just the Israeli state has no compunction when it comes to dispersing Palestinian protesters as a bare minimum using tear gas and rubber bullets. Well, it gets a lot worse than that, because inside the Gaza Strip, Israeli forces have repeatedly opened fire on crowds of Palestinians as they wait for humanitarian aid trucks with lethal consequences. But what? 200 Israeli protesters can just shut down one of the routes for aid to get into Gaza, and the Israeli state has a hands-off approach. Now, Israeli soldiers are having filmed openly lobbying a cheerful Israeli defence minister, Yov Gallant, to block the aid. Listen to them, yelling, no aid, no nothing, we are now going to block the aid trucks, they say, as they declare, don't be afraid of occupation, that is, of Israel directly reoccupying Gaza. We'll come on to that. Then there's this, Israeli commanders disguise themselves as doctors, nurses and Muslim women 
and burst into the Ibn Sina Hospital in Janine, the occupied West Bank, that is, not Gaza, and killed three alleged Palestinian militants. One of them was paralyzed when this happened. Now imagine Hamas burst into a hospital disguised as doctors, nurses, and say, Orthodox Jewish garbs and kill three injured Israeli soldiers, one of them paralyzed. We would never hear the end of it. It would be splashed all over the front of newspapers as evidence of Hamas's evil. Now, indeed, in this particular case, multiple war crimes have been committed. Analyst Nax Bilal went through some of them. Perfidy, that is using deception by acting in good faith, that is, in this case, dressed as Muslims and Arabs and doctors with the intent to kill. The Israeli military authority authorities claim those that executed were planning an attack. We can't substantiate that claim. There has been no judicial process. Though I don't think the paralysed man they killed was realistically going to be involved in any practical sense in an attack. But, as this analyst says, they enjoyed protected person civilian status when they were killed. It's a war crime to attack a hospital with protected status, as is extrajudicial killing, two of them unarmed and sleeping when killed, violating the Geneva Conventions, while it is a war crime to kill wounded or incapacitated persons. It also, of course, violated the right to life and a fair trial. It's also striking, is it not, that Israel has repeatedly claimed Hamas is using hospital facilities as cover for armed actions. Then its own soldiers pretend to be medical staff to conduct armed operations. Israel also keep declaring that Hamas commit war crimes by disguising themselves as civilians using civilian clothing. So what's this then? Now, the International Court of Justice ordered Israel to stop the killing of Palestinian civilians to protect their lives. Well, the death rate is going up. According to the UN Office for the Coordination of Humanitarian Affairs in the occupied Palestinian territories, between the 26th of January, the day of the ICJ ruling, and January 28th, 339 Palestinians were killed. Now, over a long period between the 28th a shorter period, a shorter period than that, between the 28th and the 29th, 215 Palestinians were killed. So there seems to actually have been a significant acceleration of violence and in the death toll, the violent death toll. Of course, we don't know how many are dying because of all the collapse of basic civilization, I suppose, in Gaza. Now, on the 29th of January, there were yet more reports of entire families being killed. As an example, 25 killed when the Israeli army bombed a hospital belonging to the Hamada family in a tougher neighbourhood of Gaza. 20 killed when Israel bombed a house belonging to the Makdok uh, family in the Sabra neighbourhood. The Palestinian Red Crescent report on 30th of January transporting 16 killed Palestinians, including women and kids, from Deir al-Bala in central Gaza. All of these massacres. This was a hostile state to the West. One of these massacres. Could be headline news, but virtually Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. 
And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. The Palestinian Red Crescent also reported receiving a call from a 15-year-old called Leon Hamadeh pleading for help when the vehicle she and her family were in, including her six-year-old sister, Hind, were targeted by Israeli fire as they sought to flee. She reported being surrounded by Israeli tanks and a few seconds later, intense gunfire, and then she stops responding. The Palestinian Red Crescent says she was shot while on the phone with their crew. While her little daughter is trapped in the vehicle, we don't know what's happened to her as of yet. An ambulance was sent to rescue them, but contact was then lost with them, with no contact at the time of reporting for 18 hours. Again, if that was a hostile state massacring people in in those horrendous ways, phone calls from children trapped in cars surrounded by tanks being shot dead by an army, but Palestinian life is cheap to the point of being almost worthless, these mass slaughters barely register on the media's radar anymore. Now listen to this other example. According to the CNN in Uh, CNN in mid-January, at least 16 cemeteries have been desecrated in Gaza. This is a striking example of just the level of deception, deceit, dishonesty that the IDF peddle. CNN approached the the IDF after they raised the cemetery to find the evidence for doing so. Let's just take a watch and a listen of this. We're asking the general if we can actually see the shaft to the tunnel. But the answer is no. So? There's all kinds of machinery which I don't want you to, uh, just to take pictures of. The security might force but What about if we don't film it? We just no, look with our eyes. And we... then you might fall in. The whole thing can collapse. Well, you have to walk to the edge. The edge is not secured. It can collapse. There's machinery, so on. It's, it's not something I'm going to take a risk on. Sorry. The Israeli military later provided this drone footage, showing the tunnel shaft we entered and another one nearby. CNN geolocated the footage using this satellite image. This outline shows where the cemetery once stood, and these are the two tunnel entrances clearly outside the graveyard. As for the tunnel they say they found here, where the cemetery once stood, the military never provided any evidence. So the evidence handed over by the IDF for tunnel entrances to justify raising a cemetery, those supposed tunnel entrances weren't underneath the cemetery at all. So why did they raise the cemetery? And they keep doing this. For what reason? For what purpose? In Jerusalem, meanwhile, 12 ministers of the Israeli government have attended a rally calling for Palestinians to be ethnically cleansed from Gaza and their land stolen and colonised by Israeli settlers. Settlers danced, sang, and were generally high in triumphalism. Absolutely grim stuff. A journalist at the Israeli publication Plus 972 magazine, as they described it, the conference put a big billboard showing maps of the planned settlements, some on the top of existing Palestinian towns, presumably on the basis they will be permanently raised to the ground. Ministers took to the stage to say we need to encourage immigration from Gaza. Obviously, people of Gaza don't want to leave their homes. The idea of voluntary emigration is deranged. It's about making Gaza completely inhospitable and the lives of the population completely miserable so they are forced out and then that's dressed up as voluntary. Well, where do you begin? Meanwhile, Israel's Minister of Communication, Shlomo Kali, said it out loud, abandoning the pretense of voluntary migration, describing in wartime, voluntary immigration turns into forced migration. Well, no shit, but obviously 
He's actually proffering that as something to be embraced. So what have we seen? Just these examples. Because there's so many examples we don't know about. Because foreign journalists are in Gaza and many of the Palestinian journalists have been killed and, of course, some of the more high-profile Palestinian journalists so broken and physically injured and traumatised that they've been evacuated. So we don't know what's going on in so much of Gaza. But what we've seen since the ICJ placed Israel on trial for genocide and issued provisional orders to prevent genocide, what we what we see? The strangling of the main humanitarian agency. Protests allowed to prevent humanitarian aid entering Gaza, while Gazans on the other side are shot as they wait for aid. Avert war crimes as Israeli soldiers pretend to be medical staff to kill people in the hospitals, which aren't even in Gaza. An increase in the number of Palestinians being killed, including multiple families being wiped from the face of the earth, and families with little kids being killed as they seek to flee. The dead being desecrated. Israeli ministers openly planning the ethnic cleansing of Gaza forcibly. Meanwhile, Western governments continue to facilitate these crimes and much of our media whitewashes these crimes. And here is a crucial point which has to be made. The ICJ issued a damning judgment and it should have been seen as a calamitous outcome for Israel. But the Western media failed to report the result as such and some even spun it as some sort of victory for Israel and then quickly dismissed the ruling, stopped talking about it altogether in favour of Israel's claims against 0.04% of the UN's humanitarian agency in Gaza, making the scandal all about the United Nations rather than the UN's main court damning Israel. And that has completely allowed Israel to disregard the ruling. It's not an exaggeration, therefore, to say the Western media has blood on its hands. It has directly facilitated the crimes I've been detailing. What an age we live in. What an age. So many days in, and I still can't get my head in, around it. And as I keep saying, I've worked in the British media for a long time. I have no illusions in this industry whatsoever. But I still can't get my head around it. The most egregious, vicious, unsubtle war crimes possible being transmitted straight to our mobile phones, our computers, either being ignored, whitewashed, or even cheered on by politicians and commentators who claim to be moderate and respectable. While we, those who oppose these historic crimes, somehow we are the extremists. All of this being normalised, treated as somehow a new normal. The world turned on its head. Well, the consequences of this will be profound, to say the least. The moral authority of the West abroad, such as it ever existed, obviously much of the world had a very cynical view, given their experience at the hands of the West over many centuries, but that's permanently buried. The long-term decline of the West, clearly, now hastened. While within Western countries themselves, the moral authority of media and political establishments similarly in collapse. Meanwhile, the Palestinians suffer the consequences of this moral obscenity. It's our politicians and media outlets which are facilitating their mass slaughter and the suffering they're enduring on a mass scale. We either let them get away with it, or we don't. But it is a matter of life and death. Please like and subscribe. Do share this video. Keep showing the road on patreon.com forward slash orangejones84. Listen to us on podcast. I'll speak to you soon. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.